everyone, and thank you for joining us today at I-80 Sports. Special guest, Nick Scripp. Could you let us know a little bit about yourself and where we could find you? Sure, absolutely. Um, appreciate being on with you guys. Uh, I know I've had you on my show, I think, twice, so always, always like linking up there. But, uh, yeah, you can find me at P2W Fantasy on Twitter. That's where most of the content comes out. Um, I go live uh, once a week with Steffi Smalls on Thursdays. We have Script Two Ships, our show there. Uh, usually rotate on Tuesdays as well, if not on other shows than my own. Um, and then just a bunch of random content throughout the week. Uh, I do hit a little bit on, on baseball and, and basketball through the year, but it's mainly football. And just try to be creative with spreading some content out there. So uh, happy to be here and looking forward to this podcast. Absolutely. We're very happy to have you. One of the, the people that we have as a rotating cast of characters here on ID Sports. We work together on Twitter, bringing fancy content to each other. And it's always great to have one of those guys here on our show. Um, if you're watching us for the first time, maybe you follow P2W and Nick for the first time, um, you're seeing I-80 Sports come across your feed, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. We're up to uh, past 500. We want to get to 1,000 by the end of the year. That is the goal. So thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for being here today. And let's talk some NFL football. Steve, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what do we got? I mean, <clears throat> um, when we talk about the quarterback position, we got to start with Tom Brady. Um you know, Tom Brady right now, his his QB ranking, he's actually the 11th quarterback despite ending the year last year as one of the hottest quarterbacks. And um, and his, his ADP is um, seventh round six, with the sixth pick. All right. So where I have Tom Brady this year, and I started out every player on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, I have him at quarterback 11. So that's exactly ah, where yeah. I have him. I have uh, Tampa Bay, um, 665 passing attempts, 431 completions, 5,184 passing yards. Um, so it's like, I don't I, I can't even read my own document today. Okay. Uh, we're live people. Um, I have him at 311 fantasy points, which is 18.3 points per game quarterback 12 right behind Matt Ryan. So that's exactly the zone where I have him for next year. There are things that I have going up Tampa Bay Buccaneers are better than last year. Again, they brought back a lot of the cast of characters that they had in 2020. Tom Brady is another year older. Does that for you uh, bring him down a step? Um, no, not really. Um, because the, because Tampa Bay returned their entire offense. You know, all 11 starters, 12 if you include Ronald Jones. I mean, not Ronald Jones, if you include Leonard Fournette. Uh, and they and they did bring back Antonio Brown, so that's all. So really, that's all thirteen starters right there. Because it, well, not starters, but you know contributors. Yes, yes. And um, I, I, you know, I would buy at seven oh six. I would sell it. Um, I I would buy that. I would buy more that he's going to be probably like the QB eight, QB nine, rather than the QB eleven or twelve, but. Still, his in the seventh round, I'm still looking for upside. Nick, talk to us a little bit about Tom Brady. You know, going into the year, there were some uh, narratives that were being spun about maybe he's just going to be a game manager in this system and they're going to be kind of slow with the way they move the ball up the field. But uh, looking at what he did year one, second in passing attempts, second in touchdowns, I look at the red zone stats as well, and you have all these guys that can catch balls there. Fifth most fantasy points in the red zone, second in red zone completion. So we know this offense is good. They're bringing back pretty much everybody. And um, I, I think this is a guy, despite not using his legs, 
that has a few guys that we're comfortable in fantasy with. And um, I, I, I think he's geared up to have another top 10 uh, season. And it'd be hard to argue against it because I don't think much is changing to that uh, to the extent that you think that, hey, maybe they're going to shift to this or shift to that because they were successful with the things they did this year. Couldn't agree more. Um, so let's move on and talk about the running back position because that's a little less cut and dry. We have Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette um, as, as the two top guys, and we kind of know how I feel about this. There was a lot of uh, talk last year. Me and Stephen had a bet on Ronald Jones versus Leonard Fournette. Which I won. About- you did not win clear out because we did not specify if the playoffs counted, but uh, we did have Ronald Jones versus Fournette. Um, Fournette had more over the course of this season. Ronald Jones had more points, of course, over the f- first 16 weeks. Um, I see Ronald Jones Jr. going from 192 rushes down to about 165, so I do have that workload getting bit into just a little bit. I projected him at 775 yards and five touchdowns. I also have him 25 receptions for 165 and a touchdown. That equals about 8.4 points per game or running back 24 in the James Conner, Jeff Wilson range. Steve, uh, let us know where he's going in drafts. Um, I, according to Fantasy Football Calculator, he is running back 26 with an ADP of 510. So I have him at 24. He's going at 26. Nick, what do you think about Ronald Jones next season? You know, I, I probably would have lost that bet as well because I just have never been a big Ronald Jones guy. Uh, I was looking at some some of the stats between the two just um, when they played in full games together, so 12 full games together, more snaps and more targets for Fournette. There was more uh, rushing attempts for Rojo, but then you look at the playoffs and how good Fournette was and how almost uninvolved at times Ronald Jones was. I, I just get uncomfortable with him just because I wasn't a huge fan to begin with and now I think that he can slowly maybe start the season getting tons of work and then slowly be shifted to the second running back in the system. So not not a, not a massive fan. And then I think the playoffs just kind of really turned me off for him. So running back 24, you're out. I am, um, I guess I have to be in if I'm going to stick to my rankings. So uh, he is somewhat of a value if you're looking for late running backs. You guys know me. I take two running backs in the first three rounds. So in that running back 20 to 35, I'm usually not taking anyone. But uh, Ronald Jones Jr., definitely someone to keep an eye on throughout the rest of this mm. season. Steve, do you agree there? Um, I would buy him at the current rate because he'd be my second running back. Uh, it, but if I'm uh, if I'm going running back heavy, which I normally do, then he would he would be my he would actually be my RB three flex. So it, it, you know, with his upside, and you know, you've got to remember each year his carries his carries and stats keep on going up. So and it, you know he was one he was one bruise I think it was a bruised calf or a calf strain he was one he was one calf strain away from uh, a game away from having a thousand yard season possibly more because he missed what the last two or something like that yeah so true. so yeah he he has a lot of upside and this year this year showed that he could really be the guy now you know obviously we're and we're going to talk about leonard fournette at, at, you know if you want to hop right into him just to just to save time because uh, because leonard fournette is going four spots after him um running back 30 and he's going one round later um at 611 yeah so again these are kind of difficult to stat on how the roster is going to break down again especially at this time of year we don't have that insider information we don't have camps we have nothing really to go on but um for me you got to dance with the girl who brought you there and that's leonard fournette um 
He had 17 attempts per game in the playoffs and a touchdown each week. I think it was three rushing, one receiving, if that is correct. Um, I have him 170 rushes. Again, he's splitting more touches this season. 663 yards and 12 total touchdowns. 30 receptions for 207 yards. It's good enough for 10.2 points per game or that running back 19 to 20 range. I do have him projected as a running back two in 2021. Nick, are you buying or selling there? I I'm I'm with you on uh, the the analogy that you you just said, but I, I I've liked what he's done in the past, and I know it's a different system. But looking at the playoffs, like you just said, you said some of the numbers, but he he, he led the Bucks with 18 receptions in the playoffs, and he had 11.9 percent of the team's receptions this past season. Rojo had 8.1. Um, I I think even with Gio Bernard coming over to the team. I think that he's going to be involved with the passing game, even if Rojo, because Rojo is a good rusher, uh, seventh in yards per carry this this past season. But on the flip side, I think I just trust Fournette to do more and be more uh, of a combo back than I do for for Ronald Jones. Um, and I know it's not just a comparison between the two, but uh, I'm more comfortable with Fournette having a better um, and more trusted fantasy season just because of the passing upside. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we are all taking him there. ADP, Steve, is where? His ADP is 611. It's one round later than um, Rojo. And that's running back 30. Running back 30, yeah. I think there's, there, there's got to be disrespect in there, but I do understand the hesitation because this isn't a lock and load. And come a month and a half from now, we may all be having a very different conversation. But as it be right now, Leonard Fournette is definitely a buy. Let's talk about some of the wide receiver options now. You got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown. Let's start with Mike Evans because he is the number one wide receiver there after all. Had his seventh straight 1,000-yard season in 2020, and I have him just, just eclipsing that mark again. I have Matt 115 targets, 69 receptions, 1,001 yards, nine touchdowns. It's good enough for wide receiver 22 on the 2021 season in that DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson range, and that's probably the lowest you're going to hear him statted out on any fantasy football show. Steve, where's he going in drafts? Yeah, he is wide receiver 14 going in the fourth round on the third pick. So your your stats are very different from what's being projected for him. And when I did these numbers, I kind of looked at the target share. And, and when I project, I don't just project. I don't pull numbers out of a hat. I do very specific. Here's the target share. Here's the workload. Um, I have Mike Evans at 17.3% individual target share catching 60% of his balls, which is a touchdown because this team, when I was looking at their stats from last year, every wide receiver was catching 70%, 72%. It was, it was unrealistic numbers. And maybe that's the Mm. Tom Brady influence, but maybe we got to snap him back to reality there. Um, Nick, how do you see Mike Evans? Can he get that workload to be that guy again, even with Antonio Brown, even with Chris Godwin? I, I think so. You know, it was a interesting year because he had a career high of touchdowns with 13, but then he had a career low in, in targets. Um, but on the same note, like you said, seven straight years of a thousand plus receiving yards. I, I mentioned Tom Brady and how good he was in the red zone. And you know, this team is going to be there often. Mike Evans was tied for third with 19 red zone targets. I, I mean, this team is there often and I know they have some tight ends that can catch the ball. So even if the touchdowns do happen to take a little bit of a dip, we can bank on Mike Evans having a thousand yard season and getting mm-hmm. a lot of red zone targets. And those are two things that I like a lot for fantasy. So uh, the target share, three guys in the system, could they all be supported? I think so. But we saw plenty of games where Evans, uh, he, he got his, he had three weeks of 10 plus targets. So I, I think that can be the same, if not even more at times this coming season. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For me, when I when I uh, put the running backs down and then I started statting receptions or, or for targets, I actually don't stat receptions. I do targets and then uh, completion percentage. I had Mike Evans with 115 targets and outside of the big three, I only had 65 targets left. So if we're going to, for me to move Mike Evans up, I'm going to have to take away from every down roster wide receiver. Can Tom Brady throw to only three guys this season? Maybe he can. Maybe that's what we'll be looking for um, ahead of next season. I mean, uh, at 403, if you're go if you're going um, running back heavy at the beginning of your draft, um, then he would probably be your wide receiver one, and I would sell him there. But if I if I go like two running backs, and then in the third round I take my wide receiver, and then take Mike Evans that and have him as my wide receiver two, I think I I think I'd buy him more there as my wide receiver two rather than my overall wide receiver one. Absolutely. So let's move on to Chris Godwin. Um, Godwin missed four games, finished with 840 receiving yards and seven touchdowns in 2020. This year, I projected him out at 110 targets, 76 receptions, 926 yards, and seven touchdowns. That puts him just over 10 points per game or wide receiver 27 on the season. Steve, where is he being drafted right now? Um, he is wide receiver 16 at 407. So that's a, it's a little steep for me. I love Chris Godwin. I own him in every dynasty uh, keeper league. He's been my guy. I, I drafted him. I think in the 12th round about three years ago and i just keep keeping him in the 12th round um <laughs> i just i don't like that how high he goes and it's not necessarily that i don't like the player or the opportunity we talked about the low target volume that's available but if you look at him where he's going in drafts right now he's going where cd lamb is going you know like like cd lamb or chris godwin who has the higher upside for 2021 <laughs> so um with if dax stays healthy cd lamb that's where I would Yes, go of that. course. That's my point. Yeah, so yeah, there are yes. other guys in that range that I am I am mm-hmm. liking better. Nick, how do you think you feel about uh Chris Godwin next season? So uh when Evans and Antonio Brown and him were all together, he did have a nice uh nineteen percent target share. So that, that 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 was nice to see. Um finished top ten in catch rate the past two seasons. Uh playoff in the playoffs, he was a target and the um yards leader. So all good things. My my issue is I think for a lot of leagues, so I know you guys read where he's going. I think for a lot of leagues, he still has what he did in 2019 kind of stamped on him, and yeah. I think he's he's a little bit too expensive for my taste. You, you mentioned C.D. Lamb. There's probably like four or five other guys that are probably around that range that I think I'm more comfortable taking than Chris Godwin. Is, is he is Amari he great? Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Allen Robinson, C.D. Lamb, Kenny Galladay, Robert Woods. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, per, for me personally, most of those guys, I, I'd probably take a first. So I think that's that's part of the reason I, I kind of shy away from Godwin. And I think that wide receiver two overall stamp that he had with Jameis Winston, I think that I think that's still kind of on him right now, you know. So that's why I kind of shy away. Okay, so I I pulled up something. Um, actually, you know, let's talk about Antonio Brown first, and then and then I'll bring up my points. Okay, so go we'll ahead. We'll jump to Antonio Brown first, and I do want to point out again that Chris Godwin, a lot of his stats regression for me does not come from a lower target share. It's just that he was so efficient last year. I have to assume there he's not going to be catching seventy eight percent of his balls again next year. Like like these numbers oh. were out outside just outside of his mind. Antonio Brown, so much player, so much talent. So much risk. Last season played eight games. Now was that the sigh of a Steelers fan? I I, I recognize that sound. 
Uh, and that's just that's just a sigh of Antonio Brown and the fact that he's still in the league. Last season, returned from an eight-game suspension, was on pace to be wide receiver 20 on the full year. I've met 90 targets, 58 receptions, 634 yards, four touchdowns. That would put him at wide receiver 58, and I know that's low, but I just I can't justify moving him up. Antonio Brown, Nick, let's go to you first. Uh, 6.7 average targets in, in, in 11 total games. So I, I believe that looked at the, the playoffs as well. It, it was weird. I, I read up uh, 24% of his targets were screens. So they, they kind of used him in a weird way at times. Um, and, I, and I think with these other two guys, could, could, he be, could he be a fine flex at times? Maybe, but is he a guy that you're going to start on a weekly basis for your fantasy team? If, if that's the case, I think you might be in a little bit of trouble there. Uh, so could could he get could he get some you know ninety to hundred targets potentially potentially can you trust him on a weekly basis though with these other guys I I don't know especially looking at the way he was used at times almost like a golden Tate in that offense yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay so first off Antonio Brown he's going in he's wide receiver forty seven going in the tenth round with the eighth pick um, and here is the point that I want to make because I'm going, I'm going back in time a little bit to, cause I, um, I'm going back to the 2011, um, Patriots team that had Aaron Hernandez, Wes Welker and Rob Gronkowski. And I, I'm just going to read off some of these stats. Aaron Hernandez, he played in 12 games that year and had a hundred, had 113 targets with 79 receptions for 910. Wes Welker had 173 targets for uh, with 122 receptions, 15, 1569 in yards. And then Rob Gronkowski um, had 124 targets, 90 receptions for 1327. I, I, I I'm just gonna say, like, of uh, there, there is value in thinking that Brady can sustain three fantasy relevant pass catchers. Uh, you know, we have the history to show that it can be done i mean if i was to if i was to go to maybe what year did brandon cooks play for the patriots i think that was three years ago right somewhere somewhere around there um you know i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure he had he still had gronk but gronk was starting on the tailspin but he still had edelman and he had brandon cooks and and there were two and those and those two had thousand yard seasons i think um so so yeah there is there is plenty evidence to show that brady can sustain um high passing target volume to to his receivers and sustain three fantasy relevant receivers absolutely but now the question is going to be as we move into the tight ends how many of these guys can we have too because this is a wealth of talent at the tight end position you got rob gronkowski you got cameron Brait, you got oj howard so I statted them all out. The only one we're really going to talk about is Rob Gronkowski because he was the only one who was in that fantasy-relevant sphere mm-hmm. last year. I've met 65 targets, 36 receptions, 437 yards, 98 fantasy points. That's around mm-hmm. uh, tight end 20. Um, the reason I have him there is because I have him at 65 targets, Cameron Brayton, O.J. Howard at 35 each. They're just such good athletes. I can't not give them any piece of the pie. <laughs> Nick, yeah. how do we how how are we navigating this tight end field? Are are we taking any of them? Gronk was great over the second half of last season. Yeah, um, um yeah, I I, I I mean, if we were to if we were to go if we were again to go to that twenty um that twenty eleven season, the fourth person that the, the fourth person in target shares was Dion Branch, who played in fifteen games, 
and he had he had 90 targets, 51 receptions, and 702 yards. So you know, I mean, I think that that's a statistical anomaly. I don't, I, I don't, I would say, you know, fantasy football calculator has him as tight end 10. I'm selling that, you know, even in the ninth round. I'm selling that hard. I don't think that Gronkowski is going to do anything special this year. It was interesting too. Uh, you know, I was a big OJ Howard truther, a little bit concerned with the Achilles injury because it takes away some explosiveness recovering, but OJ Howard out targeted Gronk 19 to 13, the first four weeks. And I know Gronk came out of the woods or wherever he was coming from. So he, shark you know, week. Was he was returning coming from shark week. There, there, there we go. He's coming <laughs> from there. But, uh, but, um, my thing is strategy wise, tight ends. I'm not. I'm not really into the uh, touchdown dependent guys. That you know, they they need to find the end zone to have a, a you know a top a top five week. I'm more into give me the guy that's getting seven targets here, six targets there, eight targets there. And I don't. I don't know if that's going to be Gronk. You know, I, I think it's going to be very sporadic to when we see those weeks where he's getting some some decent volume. And I just I just don't want to bank on Gronk scoring touchdowns. So if he's going at tight end ten. I'm selling that without any hesitation. And I had Gronk last year. I drafted him in the draft and dropped him before he did anything. So oh, that's, uh, you know, the, the other way to look at it. You do have yep. OJ Howard and Cameron Bray. I don't think any of those guys are going to be tight end ones in the 2021 season. Agreed. Guys, any final thoughts on the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers? That's the team we're talking about. Tampa Bay. I mean, I think that they'll still be a wellspring of, of fantasy points coming from this team. You know, I, I think I think you should I, I think if you get Tom Brady to fall to you in like the eighth or ninth round, I would scoop him up there. I think that he's gonna be higher than the ADPC. I mean that the that the QB ranking suggests. Um and I'm still I'm still sticking with Rojo and his potential upside. I'm gonna I'm gonna fall on that sword. Nick, any final thoughts? Uh, dynasty wise, if the manager of Brady is concerned about the age and wants to, to, to sell him for a younger asset, I think contender wise, he's a, he's a massive buy because I, like we said, I don't think he's going to regress a ton in one season. So, uh, contenders dynasty major buy taking care of his body, eating his vegetables, Tom Brady guys. Thank you for joining us. This has been the re- uh, the preview and, uh, early season projections for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> 